Like sands through the hourglass, so are the Flophouse hosts wasting their lives. We discuss Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. And I'm Stuart Wellington. I am Elliot Kalen. Just kidding, not a robot. We all decided to do weird <laughs> yeah, voices for good. some reason. Well, I'm not really last sure. time we had such luck with made-up voices. Yeah. What? <laughs> never never. Oh, no, wait, we were making it. We did a bunch of stupid voices. We were pretending to no, do... No, well, we just said things in stupid ways. We didn't really do voices, Well, right? we, I was doing voice... I was doing my Gary Marshall impression, which was a couple that different types of voices. That was spot on, right? Yeah. After, afterwards, I listened to the podcast, and I had Gary Marshall say the same things, and it was... <laughs> wait, 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 Stuart, I'm a little worried that you have Gary Marshall uh, yeah, chained lo- up in your, your, your no, closet. No, you mean Minnie your... Marshall, the tiny Gary Marshall that lives in your pocket? <laughs> yep. I want him to make very small movies. Movies for me, but I want them to be tightly packed with characters and jokes. Mm-hmm. He lives in uh, tiny LA. <laughs> tiny LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, let's not rest on our laurels, though. Let's not just Can we rest on our hardies. I don't. Oh, well, like, get it? That's... Laurel and Hardee's? Oh, I thought Anything. we were talking about the Hardee's chain of restaurants. <laughs> I'd love to rest there, too. Look, Let's anything... not rest on our Carl's Jr. guys. Anything so we don't have to talk about the movie tonight. Well, what movie? The movie was called Prince of Persia, colon, colon. Yep. The Sands of Time. To why differentiate did, did... it from all the other Prince of Persia, yeah, I guess the... the successful Prince of Persia series that goes back years, decades. Well, I guess they're differentiating it from the sure. video game, except for the fact that I guess there is also a video well, game it, named it's, Sands it's of Time. It's much so. the way that Hot Dog the movie was called that so people would know it was not a hot dog <laughs> that you could eat. People were going people were going into the theater. They're like, oh, $12, that's pretty expensive This for would a be a pretty dog. good hot dog. But, um, and then, and they'd know. sit down and see and watch a movie, and they'd be like, yeah, this movie's fine, but where's the hot dog? Yeah, kind of like Shag, right? Because you went and you're like, I'll have one Shag, please. <laughs> like, what's that? What's that? I didn't want that. Yeah. I want a movie. People are in there thinking that they're going to get carpeting. They're going to get uh, – the, the, they're going to get a haircut. They're going to get – you know, a nice screw, a comfortable what? screw. I get shag. That's a no, British. No, no. Shut it down. Okay. <laughs> Shut this one down. <laughs> Sands of Time, Prince of Persia. So that's the movie we watched. Um, a epic blockbuster of um, of non-Persians It's like a Pirates of the Caribbean Persian. dead man's chest. It was. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it definitely felt like it was, this was uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean knockoff. You know. Um, but l- learned few of the lessons of that film. Yes. It was more of a Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Uh-huh. Two Shades of Blue. There's a... Uh, <laughs> yep, that's what it was called. We, we pulled it back there. I like it. <laughs> yep. Trying to keep us on track, but crazy Dan. <laughs> words sound like other words. We could have done it. Jake Gyllenhaal was in this movie. He was. Um, Alfred Molina Properly pronounced, by the way like That's beautiful you, Dan. Dan, how long did you have to practice to pronounce the star of the movie's name correctly? <laughs> um, I'm familiar with the work of his sister Primarily in uh, And her name is Dominant submission-themed films Such as Secretary <laughs> And I think that's the only one That's uh, uh, 
what what is her name? I've forgotten her first name. Really? Maggie. <laughs> Maggie Sarah? <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And uh Magyar Gyllenhaal, the Hungarian actress. And uh this movie also had Alfred Molina and Gemma Arterton. And let's not forget Benjamin Kingsley. Or Gemma Arterton, who, I don't know. Is Ben Kingsley up yet into um uh the kind of Catherine Heigl um Gerard Butler territory where he's been in a lot of different Flophouse movies? He was only in... been two. Sound of Thunder. We talked about doing uh, Blood Rain, but we we didn't actually ever. No, I just watched that for fun. Watched that for yeah, for funsies, for pleasure. Um, what else was he in? Anything else? Maybe he wasn't, but he's been in so many bad movies. Probably in the Last Airbender. Uh, (laughs) Everybody was. I think he was in fucking Valentine's Day. Anyone who's bald wasn't he the the guy who was? uh, Wasn't he the one with uh, Jennifer Garner? No, that was Ashton Kutcher. That's America's. No, you're thinking of no, Patrick Dempsey. Oh, okay. They're, you know, whatever. Not even bald. <laughs> I mean, he could have worn a wig. He wore a wig in Blood Rain. Yeah, it's true. Or the wig wore him. It depends on how, who you ask, because it's a pretty good wig. So, uh, what was this movie all about? There was Sands of Time, or Sands of There were Princes prince? of Persia. There was sure. Sands of Times. Uh, so Jake, when I think of Persia, <laughs> I think of carpets, mm-hmm. which uh, of which there were Paisley, none. You think of Paisley? None in this. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think of the guys who battle the three hundred. You, none think, of those of, you think of slippers? Persian yeah, slippers. Yep. Persian yep. cats. Genies. Uh-huh. Um, Magic lamps. So what do we get? What do we get here? Because <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, no hookahs. That's I'm that's amazed true. that there was no genie character in this movie. <laughs> That's the. I, I'm kind of surprised now that there was that there was not an appearance by a, a wisecrack and genie. Yeah, I mean, a this la is, Aladdin. This is a world where magic exists. So yeah, it very seems much like so. an oversight that there's no genie. Yeah, maybe that was a that was a cut subplot. Well, hopefully, in 20, they realized yep. that this was two in, hours long. In 20 years, they will go back and insert the genie character <laughs> to make this movie what it was always meant to be. So it'll be Prince of Persia: colon, The Sands of Time: colon, Special Edition. Yeah, yeah his, I mean, his original vision featured a genie in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just making faces to distract you from how boring hey guys, everything look was. At me. Well, yeah, it wasn't boring originally. Because <laughs> the genie was there. Yeah. It was like you're getting two movies for the price of one. <laughs> you had to wear special glasses. It's crazy. <laughs> genie glasses. Yeah. So here's – it's Persia. Olden times. Yep. It's kind where of everybody speaks with an English accent, and everybody is white and speaks with an English accent. Were they? Were they? Olden times where they selected the papyrus font on the <laughs> credits uh, machine. The credit creditatrix. Yeah. Five thousand. Yeah. Uh, so, a king of Persia sure. mm-hmm. sees a street urchin. A young boy. Mm-hmm. Was there a prophecy or anything? No, no prophecy. Oh, no, there was kind of text in the beginning that said some lives are linked through time and they have a destiny, but there's no like chosen one type. Well, actually, there is at the end of the movie. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, sees a kid uh, bravely fight against soldiers mm-hmm. to save another kid, and the king says, I like that kid's moxie. I'm going to adopt that orphan and make him a prince. And that kid goes up, to, grows up to be right. Jake Gyllenhaal. So okay. I'm assuming that we're skipping over the part where the king molests this child. That part doesn't appear on screen. Because the king is just picking an orphan off the street and taking it home with him. It is a little bit like the opening of Different Strokes, 
mm-hmm. but the one with the scary music over it. Sure. So it looks like Conrad Bain is kidnapping those two children. Oh, man. If Conrad Bain was the, the king in this movie. <laughs> Listen. If, How did Ben Kingsley <laughs> feel about this? Uh, ben Kingsley, the king's brother, didn't like it. He finds it to be insulting that Street Trash is living in the palace mm. with the two uh, with the two real princes who are both uh, wusses of the highest order. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them looks kind of like if Simon Pegg was playing Jesus, and the other <laughs> one is like a, a what's what's his There's name? A the taller, guy played... darker skinned, clearly not related to the other guy. Yes, brother. and what's uh, who's the guy who plays Green Lantern? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. It was like a thinner. Swarthier Ryan Reynolds as the bro- as the okay. brother with the goatee. I, I didn't get a look at his abs, so and, I couldn't see the comparison. <laughs> and where does where does Colin Firth figure into this? He's a, he's he a royal, right? He actually doesn't okay. appear in this. All right, sorry. that's a that's the King of England. The King okay. of England actually takes place at least I'm going to say 900 years after this movie. Well, I was confused, Elliot, because Maybe all of these the Persians, time. all these Persians had uh, an English accent. They were speaking English with a, a British. And without English a stutter. Accent. That's because no. in the <laughs> that's because in the, in the past everyone had English accents. Right, all As foreigners were English. Stuart pointed out while we were watching it. That's the old accent. That's the old times. It's old, past olden accent. times. Yep. Just like Green's Leaves is the theme yeah. song to the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah. it, re- it required Jake Gyllenhaal to put on an unintelligible English accent. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal has is the second sleepiest performance of his career, I think, after Brothers. Okay. But uh, flash forward to the present, by which I mean the past. Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal is a grown man and the best fighter and acrobat of the family. They are sent on a mission to do something, and Ben Kingsley tricks them into – tricks the princes into attacking a holy city which has a magic dagger in it, which is guarded by a princess played by – And they – Jimma Arterton. And their battle plan revolves okay. around uh, Jake Gyllenhaal doing some free climbing up the wall. Yeah. Well, this movie is based on a platform jumping video game, so there's a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal climbing up stuff and jumping off of things. Let's not and- gloss over the fact, too, that uh, they're attacking to find uh, these ma- these magical weapons well, they've been told- that, that don't actually exist. They've so been told that WMDs, this- guys. WNDs. Oh, they've been told I get that this city it. is Relevance. selling, is making weapons to sell yeah. their enemies, but it's not. It's all a trick. So wait, are Dan you saying that? Out, yeah. Are you saying Iraq has a fucking magic dagger with the sands of time? <laughs> that's yeah, what that's he's saying. Exactly what Holy saying. shit! Yep. We should go over there and take that. piece. We did already. Oh, we did. Yeah, and, that's why uh, everything's we're out of now. sand though. So that's why we can't go back Un- in time before the economic well, crash. Or unfortunately, any President Bush pressed the button on the bottom of the dagger to go back in time, and then did things worse than he did before. Wow. <laughs> He actually oh, screwed up batter yeah. than before. Screwed uh, up batter for the yes. pancakes. <laughs> he he up, yes. <laughs> well, that's, his original plan was to have a pancake cook-off. Oh. But instead, it turned into a horrible war. Uh, Elliot's yeah. error was punished by Dan. <laughs> Flawless grammar correction. Uh, so, And the thing about the... the- <laughs> They, they point out – you just pointed out that because it is based on a platforming video game, they had to throw in shit showing Jake Gyllenhaal jumping around on like arrows driven into the wall. Yeah. Because the fun part of a platforming video game is watching the guy do that. <laughs> it's not – OK. So they sack this city. They take the magic dagger back. Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't know what it is, but he's in possession of it. He is framed for the murder of the king by evil Ben Kingsley, ironic. Oh. And he has to go on the run with the princess 
who hates him because he attacked her city and stole her dagger. Along the way, they run into <laughs> likable bandit Alfred Molina, who runs an ostrich racetrack. Which is so much more interesting uh, when you say it than it is on screen. This is going to be a movie that sounds a lot more exciting and interesting than it actually is. Because there's a lot of adventures along the way, a lot of fighting and running. Uh, They have to run from place to place. They're attacked by a number of assassins. Flying snakes. Flying snakes. Assassins with claws and flying guillotines and that shoot blades out of their hands. And also... And they look really awesome when they do it. Yeah, and there's a... Kind of like saxophone uh, riff every time they appear. And uh, eventually they find out that this dagger, when it's filled with the sands of time, you press a button on the bottom and you can go back in time like a minute. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, Next, that movie we watched. Yeah, well, yeah. He, yeah, he can see like a minute into the future. He's like uh, that Next guy, so Nicolas Cage. Back a minute into the past. Although it, the, the actual way that this dagger works is very fuzzy because like – you go backwards, and you've got knowledge of what just happened in the future, I guess. But I, I, it doesn't really seem to like match up. Like all, the, like you still, ha- like like you if, you gra- if you grab the dagger in the future, you still have it in your hand when you go back into the past. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. It doesn't you don't really come back at up. exactly the moment that you left from. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I'm saying, don't buy a, don't buy one of these daggers. <laughs> Dan's cut consumer reports yeah. review of this dagger is: it's a borrow, not yeah. a must buy. <laughs> Wait till they work the bugs out. Yeah. 2.0. Don't be an early adopter. Yeah. Get the beta of version. the magic time dagger. <laughs> yep. It turns out that underneath, there's a lot of fighting and a lot of hoo ha, and people get killed. It turns out that there's a giant stone underneath the city that everyone lives in that is. If you stab the dagger in, that's where the sands of time come from. And if you stab the dagger in it for some reason, it takes the whole world back in time to the beginning of time and everyone dies. Ben Kingsley yeah. wants to do this for Lord knows what reason. No, I I had to clarify this by looking on Wikipedia. He was he wanted to take the he wanted to take a trip back in time to a point at which well, he uh, saved his brother's life. Yeah, he saved his brother's life and like he could become the king. Like he I wanted see. to when change he, it. When Ben Kingsley and the king were kids. He saved his brother's life, and his brother became king, I see. So he yeah. wants to undo that, so he'll be king. Yep. So uh, Instead, there's a lot that's of... That's the big scheme. There's a lot of bright lights and explosions, and a for some reason... Cities, Michael G. Fox's... For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, it takes Jake Gyllenhaal back to the beginning of the movie, and he's learned mm-hmm. his lesson, and he reveals the traitor Ben Kingsley. But only after two different fight scenes in which Ben Kingsley... Handily holds his own against Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I, I'd buy it. The movie buys you to ask you to believe that Jake Gyllenhaal, who through the whole movie has been fighting everybody and defeating them, right. ne- undefeated. Very Everyone yes, talks athletic. about how he's the great, very athletic, jumping from platform to platform, big muscles, kind of dopey looking though. Like, that he's got a sad face. Yeah, and he's got lanky, like greasy hair. Uh, <laughs> Which everyone knows impedes your ability to fight. Well, <laughs> I just don't think his heart's in it, you know. <laughs> The uh, but, but your point that is, dried well, up, crusty, <laughs> thin skeleton, even Kingsley. Well, if if Jake Gyllenhaal was fighting Ben like Kingsley from Sexy Beast, we might be able to believe. Well, thing, that there's we, something about Sexy Beast where Ben Kingsley is up against Ray Winstone, who's a big fat pudge. <laughs> like I believe that. You wouldn't say that to Ray Winstone. I would face. not. You would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. But it's but here it's hard. But to, you'd probably say that to Ben Kingsley though. You'd probably. I would. I wouldn't be afraid to tell Ben Kingsley to his face that he was a dried up skeleton <laughs> of a man who could not take Jake Gyllenhaal in a fight. Yeah, he could. He couldn't even hold his own against Natasha Henstridge. Come on. 
Well, she was an alien. That's true. Alien. She was a species. <laughs> <laughs> I like what kind we don't. know. I like it when people use the titles of movies to represent the main characters. So like, sure, sure. When Natasha Henstridge, when you were playing Species, <laughs> I liked Species until she started killing people. Ah, uh, that character was actually called Sill. Yes, yes, Species. <laughs> um, I like that nerdy kid on that show, Family Matters. <laughs> Yeah, I love, him family I, love that, I love that Family Matters kid. <laughs> Jaleel White, who of course played Family Matters on TV. Family Matters. <laughs> uh, so in the end, Jake Gyllenhaal learns a lesson about something going back in time, going back in time and he falls in love again with Gemma Scatherman and <laughs> they ride off into the dust and it is revealed that uh, – some lives are linked through time. So one thing I need to say just off of the bat is that this is movie – Is that you loved the movie. <laughs> I bought it what on Blu-ray before the, before the film was over. I was on Amazon. Before the film was released in theaters, you had bought it. Start popping some corn. <laughs> no, movie uh, time. This movie found an all-new way to uh, end a movie on the – it was all just a dream thing. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the movie, is okay. Uh, nothing actually that well, we saw any, happened. Is there anything different between that and Back to the Future? I guess there is because the family is in totally different situation at the end of it. But. Well, I mean, like Back and to the Future has does a not sword fight. Back yeah, to the Future or Groundhog Day. Back to the Future does not literally undo everything that has happened in the film. Groundhog like, Day kind of does. Uh, yeah, but that movie. But it's a great movie. That movie's hilarious. That's true. It is funny. This movie and is only pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is merely gut busting. <laughs> well, uh, it is a. It is a. I know this is a controversial <laughs> statement to say, but I don't think that Jake Gyllenhaal takes us through the character change <laughs> that Bill Murray does in Groundhog Day. Okay. That is controversial, but we won't get into it right now. <laughs> I love uh, after the climactic sword battle. Between an old man and Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> where instead wait, wait, of which in, old man? instead know. of killing uh, instead of killing <laughs> William uh, Hickey, instead of killing Ben Kingsley, who has revealed himself as a traitor, there's an entire army that's loyal to Jake Gyllenhaal surrounding him. He then jumps up with a dagger, only to be stabbed to death by the uh, the other prince by the Jake, king. Yeah. So oh no, but yeah, by the by the uh, by the prince who took control when the king dies. Yeah, the older so, brother. They realize the only way they could stop this guy, this old man, is by killing him. <laughs> when really, you could just stop him by not listening to him. Yeah, you could, I don't know, step ten more feet away and he tire himself out. <laughs> so they, when, by the, when he gets killed, he looks like he's having a heart attack anyway. Well, if you must use violence, just, you know, just pop him one in the stomach first, maybe, before going into the stabbing. Just push him over. Yeah. He'll break his hip. <laughs> Oh, so okay. So, on a so st- you would prefer a slow death? <laughs> yes, he was a bad guy. Come on. Sure. So, on a scale from pulse pounding to from pulse pounding to couldn't catch my breath. It was so exciting. <laughs> sure. Where does this movie stand? Well, I think uh, Elliot, you were here while I was watching the movie, and I got distracted <laughs> by the fact that I own a yardstick. <laughs> Dan literally got up, saw that he had a yardstick lying on the ground, and went, "Oh, yardstick, huh?" <laughs> and so that's how ex- this movie is less exciting than a piece of wood that is meant to measure three feet, and most likely has been in this apartment for some time. Yeah, I don't. It's not a new well, yardstick, is it? <laughs> now the thing no. I was the thing I was sad about though is 
you know, listeners, you don't know this, but Dan has this lovely couch, okay? Mm-hmm. But I could only appreciate the edge of it tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was literally... Well done. Because you were literally getting up constantly <laughs> I was out of boredom. <laughs> oh, man! This is a dull what's, movie. What's that yardstick doing? <laughs> is it upside down yet? So we described a movie that has... A lot of acrobatic stunts, mm-hmm. an ostrich race, yeah. assassins with flying blades. Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina at his broadest. <laughs> a magic time-traveling dagger and Ben Kingsley being an old man in a fight with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And it is super dull. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of explanation. There's yeah, a lot of, man, yeah, a lot like of characters being explained. If you like things being explained and barely audible dialogue over loud music and things falling down. If you like sepia-toned CGI, then this is the film for you. Everything looks so – like the fact that movies of this type were made in the 30s that looked less fake and less artificial than this did. And also had beautiful cinematography. Yes, and looked gorgeous. If you like sandstorm effects that look like somebody just smudged the uh, (laughs) the negative a little bit – this is for you. I guess. I guess. And then have ninjas jump up. If anyone is considering renting Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, why don't you just rent Thief of Baghdad? Just like go all the way and rent the Michael Corda Thief of Baghdad, and it's beautiful. And there's a lot of fake Arabian, you know, architecture or even, and stuff. Uh, rent uh, what? What is it? Um, rent Raiders Arabian of the Lost Ark. Nights. Is that the other one? The the, the same period. What's the uh, 101 Erotic Nights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. probably yeah. it, yeah. Right, that one. 101 erotic donations. I mean, <laughs> donations. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said donations. There, be, yeah, there, well, there will be less. <laughs> 101 erotic donations. <laughs> Our vibrator drive is doing great. There will be less scimitar fighting in it, but I guarantee you'll be more satisfied. Uh, it no, is a the tagline. I think, this is a movie it's full of sword fighting that is boring. Yeah. And it's and it's the same thing you see in a lot of movies where it's just bad. The fight choreography you can't really see. It's not shot well. Everything's dimly well, lit. All right, two guys in the middle of a bunch of people that seem to be running in a circle. Well, yeah. Well, here's another thing. Um, this is the director, Mike Newell, uh, best known. Newell. Probably Newell. for – he directed yeah. uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Aww. He directed Donnie Brasco. Action. Bo- both, both good movies. Not known <laughs> for their name, action. Yeah. Not known for their action. It's like how uh, with the Bond movies they make the mistake of hiring Michael Apted. <laughs> to direct them when he is a brilliant documentarian, mm-hmm. not the best action film. What you don't understand is they're going to check in on James Bond <laughs> every seven, every seven <laughs> years. <laughs> just, I, I mean, wish they would – actually, that would be an amazing series. Yeah. I'd love to see a movie series, Secret Agent, right at the beginning of his career, seven years later when he's the top of the game, seven years later when he's thinking about retiring, seven years of that, desk job, and then just as he gets older and older and – and like bores his children with his tales of being a spy. Yeah, much the same way that I wanted the third season. More of a like Graham Greene sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the same way I wanted the third season of Mad Men to jump forward to the 1970s when Don Draper is a fat middle-aged man with a big mustache that no one wants to sleep with. <laughs> yeah, people still want to sleep. With I, yeah, it was the 70s. 70s. It was the 70s. That's true. Be some key parties going on. Some. Uh, so I'm led to believe. I don't know. <laughs> Drugs. Yeah. I wasn't there. Suburban malaise. Yep. Shag, oh, man. Shag carpeting. Bring so, it back to Shag. It goes back to Shag. <laughs> don't bring it back to Shag. Don't do that. So, Shut yeah, it down. This, uh, this movie wasn't very good, huh? Not. It was pretty bland and... <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, sorry, Stuart. In the middle, you, you, were, you were talking <laughs> and you were... 
you were scratching your belly at the same time, which <laughs> caused me to notice your shirt, which says Flamingo Fest 2002. Special wedding edition. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Sorry. So you went to some sort of cross-dressing drag <laughs> wedding event? No, I know somebody who did. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a teaser, audience. Yep. That's a- T-shirt teaser. <laughs> Another Stuart Wellington T-shirt teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber! Housecat! Classic t-shirt tease from the Housecat and Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Housecat, brought to you by Housecat Industries. <laughs> so yeah, it's this is a it's a movie that is just like, it just sits there doing stuff while you lose interest. <laughs> it, like, it's not bad enough to really... While we wander away. It's not bad enough to get... It's like, I, I liked this more than Last Airbender, I'll give it that. Yeah, I think that's the that movie immediately comes to mind, um, you know, in the dark of the night when I'm alone. <laughs> Um, but they're both kind of similar. They're both, and you remember the last Airbender, and you say no, not in this world. (laughs) They're both they're both like slow, boring fantasy fests that spend the whole time trying to tell me about why I should care about everything. Yeah, instead of making you care about it by being exciting and having good characters and having stuff happen. Uh, Like the most charismatic character in the whole thing is probably Alfred Molina's pet ostrich. Yeah. Who he, who just shows up for like a couple minutes? There were, I mean, the ostriches were the most exciting thing. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if they're gonna peck somebody's face. Literally, there's a scene where Jake Gyllenhaal, an ostrich starts, and Jake Gyllenhaal is standing right in the middle of the track, and you're like, uh oh, is he gonna have to outrun these ostriches? Nope, he just gets pulled aside, <laughs> and he's safe. It's really like, okay, you almost had something, but yeah. forget about it. I'd have watched that. I'd have watched. Hour and a half of that. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal just being chased by an ostrich. You wish this probably sh- would have been better. You wish this movie was just called Prince of Persia: A Day at the Ostrich Races. <laughs> you wish it was called Guy Gets Chased by Ostrich and it was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an hour and a half long. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't break that they, up into a lot of parts. Yeah, I wouldn't let them think they let you upload that. I will say this movie. Uh, one of its triumphs is that it is less than two hours long. Mm-hmm. I could barely. Bar- well, I mean, without credits, it's like an hour and forty nine minutes. Okay, they, I'm sure they were tempted. That's the thing; they could have easily have released this as like a two hour twenty minute, you know, bloated crap fest mm-hmm. that just sits there, and they know they're going to get a certain amount of money, and that's it. You know, the weirdest this thing. Is a, this is a Bruckheimer film too. I gotta. I, I let me pull something out here from the the Dutch Bruckheimer. <laughs> Like family, Bruck, Jerry Bruckheimer was never, never actually a, a a good producer. But back in the day, he knew how to make movies that moved along and were uh, entertaining in their yeah. stupidity. And now it's just gotten so bloated and dull. All of these things, I feel like he's what do probably you think about he's, that, he's probably too busy swimming in his money bin sure. to pay attention <laughs> to the movies he's putting out. I think you have him confused with a cartoon it, duck swimming, <laughs> no, swimming through it like sure a dolphin. <laughs> Burring through like a gopher, yeah, he's tossing like, it up uh, and letting it hit him on his head. Yeah, yeah he's probably got these Beagle Boy the characters thing. to worry about. I don't care how much you like money. <laughs> Coins hitting you on the head does not feel good. Well, also that, you know, like you have to assume that that money's been in circulation for a while. There, oh, there's sure. so much disease in that money bin. Well, oh, I mean, ducks are dirty animals. <laughs> <laughs> they're swimming with disease. Yeah, they. I mean, they're you know, like they're feeding from the muck at the bottom of the pond. What you don't know is that the Beagle Boys were hired to steal that money by the sanitation department. <laughs> it was a public Just health problem. It, please. <laughs> Just get rid of it. <laughs> they, we've been compl- heard so many complaints of the stench and the germs. There's rats coming. Like that whole bottom layer of, of the money bin is just rats. Oh, it's just rat bones. <laughs> rat bones and just servants of Scrooge McDuck who have fallen in and been forgotten about. 
Or pushed in. Imagine. Yeah, we if haven't Scrooge... seen Gyro Gearloos in months. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to kill Scrooge McDuck, what I would do is I would wait till he's swimming in the money bath, in the money in the money vault, just dump more money on top of him and just close the door. No one can hear his screams from outside. Sure. In, a, in a, you know, and then Donald hilarious Scottish accent. So yeah. Much. And then, yeah, <laughs> Donald inherits the money. Mm-hmm. Huey, then, Dewey, and Louie are set for life. You got to bump them off. I mean, for a time. I mean, they'll probably spend it all on crackers and stickers and shit, yeah. right? Well, the other kids. thing is that you got to invest that money because the money itself is depreciating in value <laughs> sure, it's as true. we speak. Well, not the it's gold, though. Not the gold. I it's mean, gold. he does have like a gold of gold and rubies in this economy. Oh, it's well, he, probably... he overpaid for those. Those are vintage gold coins. <laughs> he paid way more than market value for those. Yeah. He's way he Scrooge McDuck is just watching Glenn Beck, seeing those commercials for gold companies. Sure. He's calling in to hedge against the apocalypse. Wasting his money. I mean, it's probably for the best that Gyro Gearloose would get buried in there, though, because he was always (laughs) fucking making inventions that were going to kill him. Yeah, that were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) This has been a real expose on Duckburg. (laughs) No, just on Scrooge McDuck. Duckburg (laughs) is a lovely town. I mean, New York's the greatest city in the world. It's still got criminals and crazy people in it. Yeah, at least Duckburg. I mean, like criminals there are always wear they're they're wearing costume. They're wear, they 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 they're wear dressed their, as criminal. Yeah, they wear their prison those. numbers yep. on them, so I'd you be, can tell. I'd be more unhappy about Duckburg's rampant anti-Semitism laws. <laughs> Jew, Jewish ducks not allowed to live in Duckburg. Certainly, really? ducks of color not allowed to live there. Terrible. Makes me sick. So, <laughs> Prince of Persia. <laughs> uh. What else? If there's Slints of Smersia. If there's uh, great. The classic. Good stuff. <laughs> Word, not even words that sound like words. Those are just made-up sounds. Uh, that's, that's become such a fallback for us is just changing the letters in a word slightly. Yeah. I'm glad other people enjoy that, by which I mean you two <laughs> with me because I don't think the listeners do. No, we just have a club. We, we could just have a club that did that. We could stop doing the podcast and inflicting this on other people. We could just hang around. Changing the letters and words. We owe it to America. Probably take less time. (laughs) We wouldn't have to watch the movie. Mm -hmm. Here's my pay for bandwidth. Here are my top complaints. Well, you only you do that. That's that's true. He just pays for Popeyes. That's why they call (laughs) me Scrooge McDuck. Because I pay for stuff. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, you are a lot like you're kind of like the Cyclops Scrooge McDuck in this (laughs) game. You'd be like no oh, you'd be like the Wolverine Scrooge McDuck. I'll be I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Professor X Scrooge McDuck. I don't understand. I don't understand why the Scrooge McDuck label is Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> the Scrooge McDuck label is meaningless. Although it means Flophouse fan art time. Any Flophouse fan who wants to draw us a picture of the Scrooge McDuck X Men, <laughs> please go ahead and do so. We'll put it. Be on aware the wall. that you yeah. probably will be sued by Disney. And Marvel and <laughs> Disney, which owns Marvel. Yeah. yeah we're, we're Actually, the fact it. that Disney owns Marvel now opens the door to a lot of great crossovers like that. Sure. Wow. The Duckmen. Well, let's just pitch that. X Ducks. <laughs> yeah, X Ducks. Sure. X Ducks. That horse. And then the Sex Ducks. Could be something. The porno spinoff. <laughs> that, that horse. <laughs> you know, that horse is in the Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, I, I used to know. Horace, that. is that his name? Uh, yeah, Horace the Horse. And then there's Clarabelle the Cow. Clarabelle the Cow. Goofy the. Thing. The dog creature. <laughs> okay, Prince of Persia. Egg like Pete. Anyone? That's not an animal. <laughs> he's a Pete. <laughs> what kind of animal is he? Oh, he's a Pete. Here's the problems with Prince of Persia, and I'll sure I'll just list them. You're gonna lay him on the line. Uninspired plot. Okay. Characters don't come to life. 
too the color is too monotone. It's all this mm-hmm. kind of sandy gold color, the same color that has destroyed the modern western to a certain extent that they think everything has to look sepia and browns and golds. Uh confusingly shot. There's too much going on on the screen a lot of the time uh and it doesn't look pretty. Bus- this is a bunch of dust clouds. You're dealing with kind of western stereotypes of ancient Persia, which is the most be- one of the most beautiful fictional time periods in history is this kind of ancient Persia, Near East Orient of like, you know, harems and open air plazas and long flowing outfits and, you know, gold everywhere and cut out wood ornaments. Like you see a lot of paintings from the like turn of the 20th century that are fantasy visuals of this type of thing and they're gorgeous. And this movie just can't make those elements look good. Expensive. I yeah, guess it, but it looks. Ex- I mean, the it's movie spent, looks expensive and cheap at the same time. This was a tent pole movie. This was supposed to be a big summer blockbuster. Yeah, not enough tent poles. That's the other thing. <laughs> There's only one scene where they're in a tent. Yeah. Come on. They should be. They should and most be of that's constantly telling the legend of the sand people or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only there was some sand. If only a Tuscan Raider showed up a riding a bantha. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, Panthers. So, how many times did I wish they would come over a dune and see Obi Wan saving Luke, and then going or, off and starting Star Wars, or like Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, I'll like, chew oh up. man, oh that was a long nap. Have mm. I got a headache? Yeah, yeah I was a <laughs> sure great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now I want a talking Boba Fett doll that says "Yowza" when you press a button. Yowza. <laughs> Yeah, Boba fun. Fett on a date. <laughs> so, um, uh, what do we do now, guys? Uh, I, I think it's. I, I mean, th- this is uncharted territory. <laughs> I think we've exhausted uh, ourselves, not the movie, but ourselves, and we should probably just skip ahead to final judgments on this. Whether this was a good, bad movie, a final bad, judgments. bad movie, or a movie we actually liked in some way. Stuart, you look pensive. What do you? What do you have to say about this? I didn't like this movie, and it was long and boring, and there was way too many uh, scenes of just telling legends and other bullshit that I didn't care about. Uh, but I did like uh, any scene where Ben Kingsley got to do physical stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like when he climbed faster than Jake Gyllenhaal, or <laughs> he fought him with two swords at one time. It was radical. Yeah, um, I like. I, there should be more movies where old men outfight and outclimb and out athletic young men. There were there were three things I liked about this movie: uh, Alfred Molina, ostriches, and occasionally the lead lady was a little cleavagey, and that's about all I can say. Very for occasionally, it. not yeah, frequently. That's, that's... Well, that's the Alfred Molina is very much the Johnny Depp of this movie. Like yeah. he's supposed to be the hilarious, the, the, the yeah, riveting, <laughs> just like well, like the the lovable rogue, funny Jack Sparrow character. But there's not a lot of him. He's really only in a couple scenes, and he yeah. disappears for a long. You and expect he... when they first meet him that he's going to join up on their ragtag band for justice, but then he he disappears for a long time, and he looks like. Terry Jones from Life of Brian. <laughs> That's yeah. A, yeah, he does. As Dan pointed out, he does seem look like he's playing Terry Jones <laughs> playing like playing Brian's mother. Brian. That's and my, that's he my kind of Jones. he runs in the same way. He run, he runs like like a man playing a fat middle aged woman. <laughs> Is that how? I mean, maybe that's the way you have to run when you're wearing one of those robes. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. We yeah. should uh, we should do a test. Do a Mythbusters over here. You know what? Yeah, Dan, get your middle, your middle, your Arabian robe. Okay, let's see. 
We'll do. We'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll film that video and slap it up on the site. <laughs> it's like they. It was like. Okay, Alfred- so I just summarized. Well, it's like right. I summarized the. I summarized what my rating was. Okay. No, I, no, I think we both agreed though it, that it was bad. Yeah, it was a we, bad, boring movie. It was okay. not. We've seen worse movies, but it was almost more boring because it was not bad enough. Like it was just dull. Yeah, for but me, I was gonna say for me, this was in the first tier of boringness. No. But- Oh, I, I think I've seen more boring than this. Yeah. Alfred – well, I definitely have. I've seen Slow Bullet for crying out loud. But uh, Alfred Molina did look like he was running with a watermelon between his knees. <laughs> like, okay, Alfred, let's see if you can play this role always carrying a watermelon between your knees. <laughs> I like to think that that, in the he, that was his choice. Yeah, he was trying to – that's how he got into character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, by... The backstory that he didn't – because a lot of actors like to create backstory that they don't necessarily tell anyone. Oh, really? And his backstory for this character was that he had stolen a watermelon and <laughs> didn't want anyone to know about it. <laughs> well, when he was a little boy, he stole a watermelon and that saved him from the evil gypsies. Yeah. So the only – so that was his like lucky charm. Yeah. yeah. Was this old? Now it's a pet, <laughs> pet watermelon. It's rotting. <laughs> People think he smells. It's just the watermelon. Yeah. He can't tell them. He wants to. But he can't. <laughs> it's his crust to bear. To his his, his crust to crust. bear. <laughs> his delicious crust. On a so, bear. <laughs> bear crust. Cut, I have to, cut the crust off my bear, please. <laughs> I don't like the crust. <laughs> Total nonsense at this point. Okay, uh, so I've got some letters here from uh, listeners. Letters. Yay, we love getting letters. Yeah. Everybody should write us some. Write sure. Daniel. Write Stuart. Absolutely. Write Elliot. You betcha, Elliot. You can write you us at the, the Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com. The, the longest. Inconveniently <laughs> long. Anyway. Sure. Why don't we just get like Flophouse at gmail? I think it was, I think it was taken. I think that was oh, the... Man. I, I this was not just my idiocy. I think there was a reason. No, I you're not an idiot. Come the, on. The Flophouse Podcast at Gmail.com. Right but you know. You're pretty so, funny. <laughs> thanks, guys. This is from just you're good at setting stuff up and stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just another way of calling me the Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> you're the Leonardo. Come on, you're very important. Yeah, you lead. So this you, is you allow the attention to be directed on the charismatic members of the group. Right. I'm the Luke Skywalker, is what you're saying. You're the Mark Wahlberg mm, of this group. You're fighter. more the Lobot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're the power droid. <laughs> you're the you're the guy in Entourage who's not the famous actor and not Turtle or Johnny Drama. Wait, oh. are you saying he's Wait, the I'm droid? E? Yeah, you're E. Oh. Wait, he's the droid in Jabba's Palace that gets turned upside down and, <laughs> and has goes, hot <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Dan, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yak face. It's a little weird that Jabba has a torture chamber for droids. It's weird that the droid can feel pain in his feet. <laughs> who, who programs a robot to feel pain? Well, also, he said, like, the other droid, the torturer droid says that he disintegrated him. He's like, that's not disintegrating. No. You're just putting heat on his feet. <laughs> Feet heat. Anyway. I don't understand why you'd make put pain sensors on his feet, which, which is going to be on the ground the most most likely to touch painful objects. And it's like all sand and little pebbles. Yeah, like it's going to hurt. <laughs> why would you build a robot that needs to wear shoes? Yeah, it's know. like that the garbage can robot that just says gunk and walks around. What does that do? What's the use? What well, says gunk? Because people got tired of it sneaking up on them. <laughs> A lot of hey, you know, oh, oh, it's just you, gunk. Can you just say gunk? So, anyway, let's oh, uh, droid humor. I love it. 
I could do a tight five minutes on Star Wars droids. <laughs> What's the deal with Forlom? Okay. <laughs> I introduced the idea of letters five minutes ago. <laughs> so this one's from... Uh, this from <laughs> This one's from Justin, last name withheld, and this says... Big family. I'm writing because I've yet to hear any feedback on this year's Oscar nominations. Oh, yeah, that's right. In they previous years, you've offered entertaining insight and general condemnation toward the process, so I wondered what's different about this year's awards that would set it apart from years previous. Was it the nominations were all justly deserving films and there's a distinct paradigm shift within the film industry towards a selfless, introspective ceremony that isn't the self-aggrandizing and shallow spectacle that we've all become accustomed to? Probably not. There's something about this year that sets others apart, and that is the host, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> if ever there was a more disappointing sign of favoritism in the realm of comedy criticism, I would like to know, because I certainly cannot think of any. Elliot was unafraid to tear apart the Oscars, even when his own employer was hosting. Yet this year, they get a pass? Yeah, what's up with that? I understand the bonds of childhood friendship and loyalty run deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the integrity yes. of this podcast has always been based on movie criticism that digresses into titles and words that sound the same as other words. And I would hate to lose that. Yeah, what's up with that, Elliot? It, I, you if can't anything, knock your best buddy. This feels like a. I know it, you made a BFF uh, truce or what? what yeah, well, we're blood brothers. Okay, was blood brother sisters. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do you? I I feel I felt I didn't have any like real feelings about the nominations. Yeah, this I'm year. genuinely like not like I wouldn't say that I'm like oh this is great, but I'm also there's nothing that upsets me this year. I don't like that Amy Adams was nominated for best supporting actress. I thought she did a bad job. But uh, I didn't think she did a bad job like you did, but I didn't think she was like the greatest. But yeah. The- but in terms of like most of the nominees are really good. I was really glad that like John Hawks was nominated. Mm-hmm. I was really glad that Winter's Bone got recognized for a bunch of stuffs. Like the almost all, I can't really think of any Best Picture nominees that I'm upset was nominated. Except I feel the Kids Are All Right was a major disappointment, and I didn't like that movie that much. But, yeah, but like that was like the, it, it was basically that's a movie that's a disappointment just by being overhyped. That's the thing. It touched. You know, it's it, like a solid uh, dramedy, but it's not you know much. It's like a two that. and a half star movie. Yeah, but like I I didn't like it, but it obviously touched a chord with a lot of older people, like people older than us. Wow. Well, I think people in their Insulting the elderly. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. people in their like. 50s and 60s or 40s. <laughs> I'm not insulting, but I'm saying Ben that Kingsby. For so, there was something about that movie that really rang true for people in Bing middle Crosby. age, and it didn't for me. Bing Crosby, he's dead. He's not just old. He's he's over a hundred years old. I think. Yeah. Uh, I just assume people heard that it was a movie where Julianne Moore and Aunt Annette Benning were lesbian, like part of a lesbian family, and were like, "That sounds hilarious and great." Well, that's the thing is, I would, uh, I would say it would be a better movie if it was really about that. They're a lesbian family, but it's a movie about how lesbians occasionally fall in love and have sex with men, yeah. which is, I feel like is a fundamental misunderstanding of lesbian relationships for the most part. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that they were saying that they fell in love. It was just like a, it was a weird. It was I a mean, fling, but like the the idea that like. I am devoted to my wife. I am a lesbian until Mark Ruffalo comes along. Hello. Well, obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously, yes. It would be better if it if it, if wasn't, it wasn't Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> if it was Dan. <laughs> well, I also is that well, what you're saying? Dan wants to have sex with Julianne Moore. Is well, what no, I, I I think that I think that a lesbian she feels is kind of his type, I, I right? Think, Yes. yes. Yeah, that's true. Very much so. I think a lesbian filmmaker, though, should be allowed to make a movie about lesbians 
where like part of the point is like the mutability of sexuality and like it doesn't really matter like like GI Jane so. put that on. But it. I feel like that wasn't the message that the movie yeah. brought out. I feel if the movie had made a had made a stronger point of that, I would have been more okay with it. But like Emmanuel in space. Emmanuel sure. in space is that all about the, muti- the mutability. <laughs> well, it made a great point, which is that people in the future don't know what sex is, and yet it powers their spaceships somehow. <laughs> Emmanuel in space, by the way, uh, on Netflix, instant watch. Which one? I mean, that was a series. I don't know. Anyway, mo- the movies are all compilations of episodes. Wow. Uh, so Anywho, but for the most part, for the most part, this was a very good year for like solid Hollywood movies. Yeah, stuff like. The Fighter and The King's Speech, like the, uh, True Grit, True Grit, like these are. I don't think this was the greatest year in movie history, but those were all solid movies, and they got mm-hmm. recognized with nominations. Toy Story Three was really good. Black Swan, I thought was great. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, and you have some directors turning out some some of their best work. Yeah, and the, and people say like, yeah, I think so. And and people say like, well, oh, you know, Christopher Nolan wasn't nominated for Inception, but like. There were ten best picture nominees, and there's only five best director slots. Like yeah. half of those directors are going to get snubbed, you know. And you needed to you needed to have a lot of people named. Uh, there's at least two nominees for best director named David, right? Yeah, and I mean, he made a movie about dream crime. He should be. Ha- I'm sure he's content with the millions and millions <laughs> of dollars he made. Yeah, yeah. I think although you're he right. would have made more if it was called Dream Crime. <laughs> Is that already copyrighted? <laughs> You've registered that with the guild. Yeah. I think when the when the Oscar ceremony takes place and it's shitty, then I think we'll have more to say about it. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, will we? Although so, that episode is always cursed. That always has like some sort of that's true. It sound never problem. Um, so this is uh, this is letter number two. This is from John, last name withheld, and it says it's, it's titled "Shoeless Elliot," and it says. What kind of candy-ass pink baby hamster feet does Elliot have that he got blisters from running five minutes indoors with not, no shoes not on? Not five minutes. I had to run through an entire airport. As Quint would say, you got city feet, Mr. Kalen. Also, click away at, at wordsoundlikeeachother.com. It's not a fan site, but it's something. Yes, this this fan uh, registered uh, wordsoundlikeeachother.com, so it now redirects to the Flophouse. Which is awesome. Yeah, it is. it is awesome. But uh, yeah, no, this is this uh, the shoe thing. Now, this is something I didn't bring up. I didn't realize this caught fire. I I, didn't, I did not bring this up in the last episode <laughs> because, unlike certain co-hosts, I don't like to say hurtful things to my friends. But I oh, did. Oh shit! Wow, was that directed towards Stuart or to me? Because we both say mean things about you. Oh yeah, both of you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was looking at me the whole time, right? But it did. Yeah, he was. Like I'm feeling really self-conscious already. Like he made me wait out in the cold before we taped. He didn't want me to sit on the whole part of his couch, just the edge. <laughs> That's why he only got to sit on the edge. He didn't yeah. want you to sit on the full couch. I don't want his butt on my couch. <laughs> you don't know where it's been. It's been in but, chairs. Uh... No, I did. I did have the same thought. In soothing when mud, a saddle. When you're this telling is, this story of your, your here's run. here's what you should do if you want to judge me. Okay, go to LaGuardia Airport. Okay, okay, and run through the whole fucking thing <laughs> with no shoes on, and I guess like a like a goof. <laughs> go, they love to it's see like people. A yes, yes. <laughs> I does a test. We I ran from the security area to the farthest gate that that airline had. And he's he is does not have the longest legs. Have, no offense, my man. It's okay. We're cool, right? We're cool. 
Okay, we're cool, yeah. Okay, because he doesn't have super long legs, so that easily took up, like, what, two hours? <laughs> no, it didn't. I was, I was running for probably about 15, 20 minutes right. with no shoes on in a in an airport. Cause the thing probably is that, sweating a lot, right? Now, okay, wait. I was sweaty. Running, I had to take my shirt off. I was so sweaty. Now, time My does, pants got caught on a nail, so those got torn off. Time does expand when you're running. You don't necessarily have a good... I was running for seven, eight hours. Long. Did you look at your <laughs> Did you look at your watch beforehand, and you look at your watch afterwards? You're right because I was late for a plane. I don't. I had I had time to ch- hit a stopwatch. <laughs> I I handed I a flag it hard to, to somebody and I said, that "Run ahead for fifteen to twenty minutes." That's maybe serious. maybe it was like ten minutes. I think I think it all goes back to the short <laughs> legs thing, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think normal sized legs it takes it wouldn't it only take us like I mean, five normal sized legs. No, no offense, I said no offense. <laughs> I'm not a midget. <laughs> no offense. Chill out. I'm like five 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 six. I, no I, offense uh, fixes everything, Ali. So. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. Yeah, it's like no takesies backsies. <laughs> sure. And um, I forgot the law of the don't playground. get upset, but yeah. Oh, when, when I'm, someone, or I'm just saying yep. when someone gets you really mad and then they go, "Hey, calm down. Hey, cool it." Or, yeah. hey, cool pardon off, my man. French. <laughs> that's, I don't, that's another thing. But. No, it's the same thing, right? So I think that what we're saying, Elliot... speak French and somebody gets mad at you. ...is we've entered you in the New York Marathon. Okay, let's do this. You to- the New York Marathon better be run shoeless and through an airport, and then I'll be ready for it. <laughs> okay. So, uh... Let me just say, keep, keep if that was a family peeled. circus cartoon, mm-hmm. then the little dotted line of how far I ran yeah. would have been, had to be continued through multiple Sunday pages. And not me okay. would be walking away with your shoes. Not me would be like, oh man, this is too much. I gotta go. <laughs> and I don't know would have dropped dead. And be up there with Grandpa in heaven. <laughs> so, okay, this... We were talking today about at work about how we would cast the family circus movie. <laughs> Uh, all I remember from it was Carrie Ann Moss as the mom. <laughs> and then a bunch of children with that horrible uh, swollen Gallo head disease. The yeah, too. it was uh, Robert Duvall as grandpa's ghost. Okay. And I think Vern Troyer as not me. <laughs> I'm still thinking about, wait, what about, I think, and may, what about been, Ryan Gosling as the dad? I think we might have had Matt Damon as the dad. Okay. Ryan Gosling could work. I like Vincent Gallo as the dad. <laughs> Vincent <That's> creepy. Gallo <laughs> is a crazy man. <laughs> But anyway, that's, uh, that's the blast. Family Circus movie. So this uh, letter Sands says... Sands of time. Um, this letter says, Hi. Hey. One of my <laughs> one of my fellow AV Club freelancers turned me on to the Flophouse about a year ago, yes. and I became an instant addict. Woo! Two things. One, I'm often tempted just to skip the episodes featuring guest Flopcasters. Sorry, they don't just they just don't re- compare to the real McCoy. Uh-oh. I mean, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying the real McCoy. I'm, I'm the only one who's always here. Yeah, it's always real McCoy. But uh, well, he doesn't it, listen to the episodes, right? Yeah, so he doesn't know. And number two, <laughs> I haven't heard the uh oh in a while. I know I dropped it for you. <laughs> number two, I respectfully disagree with my colleague Steve Heisler about Dan's cartoon. I thought it was tops. Yeah, I agree. So this is the this is the redemption from the a- Onion AV Club that I've been waiting for. Which cartoon? Via, via one of their freelancers. Oh, yeah. They when Dan's cartoon Nine AM meeting was in the te- New York Television Club. Uh, New York AV Television Club. Sorry, New York Television Festival. Like it wasn't much of a festival. Like the New York the Television Club. club. <laughs> it was like uh, when it was the New York Television Festival. I think the Onion like gave the it like a C. Yeah. And that's at least an A minus cartoon. They uh I mean the thing is, you know, they send out they send out one person to see these things, you know, if that doesn't hit with that one person, you know, like that's the score for forever. Uh and Steve Heisler did not like it and uh, it was shattering. 
because I do I love the Onion Navy Club in general. I think they're a great publication with some, some yeah. trenchant, uh, good, good critical analysis. It was probably because yeah. you were sitting in the back of the theater during the screening, like laughing really loudly and like <laughs> and going, flicking cigarette butts at people, saying, "Isn't this great? Isn't this great? You're loving this." <clears throat> but um, no, I mean this is this is the redemption that I needed from the Onion Navy. Like some some freelancer. <laughs> a non full time staffer telling me that they... yeah tear down the guy who liked your work no I, I appreciate it <laughs> yeah. I genuinely appreciate some it. asshole thinks it's good <laughs> what are you saying Dan no. I I'm very excited this was going to be your Red Dead Redemption no this is my Red Dead Redemption and and uh, I want I want a fucking award for that at the New York TV Festival that's true so in your face Steve Heisler yeah you won for won, best yeah. cartoon I won the animation so yeah. So you, suck it. You earned it, dude. Why do you keep looking at my <laughs> It's your Fl- Flamingo Fest 2002 sure. t-shirt. Well, drawing I, I just, I'm, I'm interested you in haven't how got all your awards, Dan, Dan is on burn bri- is on a bridge burning <laughs> uh, mode right now. Mm-hmm. It's the if wrong. anyone from the AV Club would I'm, like to I'm write about we, this podcast, please do. I'm glad we, no, we I'm actually glad, breezed I'm glad through we have the kids of... are all right homosexuality thing. Because you know how Dan gets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know how Dan feels about others. I'm glad Oof. that uh, I'm glad that we have a pocket of support over at the AV Club. I didn't realize that there yeah, were cool. that were being the... passed between uh, freelancers yeah. over there, like a doobie in the SNL offices in the '70s, like old uh, like old uh, prank phone call tapes. Yeah, no, no, no offense, around. normal fans, but uh, you're not as good as people that are in the business. Yeah, Ridgeburn. <laughs> we need more media media elites. To sing our praises. Yeah. Has, the, has anyone ever submitted a cartoon to The New Yorker where someone's setting fire to Bo and Jeff Bridges? And it's, he may saying something about burning a couple bridges. <laughs> I don't think they truck in celebrity characters. Nobody, see, nobody <laughs> steal that idea. <laughs> this is my ticket to right, the right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Push the top of the dagger and you can get your idea back. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. What did you call it, Stuart? The funny button? The funny button. You just tickle the funny button and you go back in time. It's awesome. All right. So now is the point where we quickly... Uh, do a few yeah, recommendations of movies that we actually enjoyed that were not Prince of Persia. So, Stuart, is there do, such you have, a thing? do you have something that you enjoyed that you've uh, seen? Yeah, last night I watched uh, Catfish, mm-hmm. um, which was is a documentary, um, and I, I don't actually want to talk too much about it, but um, I felt that it was a interesting um, and I guess kind of telling portrait of how people kind of interact with each other through Facebook and what Facebook and social networking sites have kind of done to human interaction, both by making it public and also by kind of alienating people from each other. Mm. So it's worth watching. Um, So, all right. Well, uh, on that note, I'll talk about, I saw another documentary of this last year that got a lot of, uh, good uh, press, and slower. that was <laughs> slower and more drawn out. That was Joan Rivers' piece of work, which I enjoyed. Uh, speaking of the Oscars, uh, my main association with Joan Rivers has been her being a horrible person on the <laughs> red carpet, and uh, and that was all I thought of her. And I was I was perfectly fine thinking of her as being terrible, and then I saw this documentary that humanized her. And uh, it was very interesting, um, and it was an interesting portrait of of a comedian who's still at work um, as someone who knows a lot of stand-up but uh, doesn't really do stand-up himself. Um, it was interesting on that level, too, and uh, I liked it a lot. 
on uh, Netflix Watch Instant. Speaking Instagram. of Joan Rivers, um, I'd like to thank the Wii Network for uh, ruining a broadcast of The Cutting Edge, which I was watching with my wife. With with DB Sweeney, every with DB Sweeney, every this must have been for Valentine's Day. Every no, it was before Valentine's Day. Every ten seconds or so, a tiny animated Joan Rivers would pop up in the bottom of the screen to tell you her show was going to be on on Tuesday, which was three or four days after this aired, and a tiny Melissa Rivers would then pull her off the screen. This happened constantly. So it was impossible not to be reminded of Joan Rivers' existence, <laughs> even while watching the cutting edge movie she has nothing to do with. Uh, and I will recommend not a documentary. In fact, the exact opposite. The one, Cutting Edge. <laughs> the Cutting Edge with TV Sweetie. The perhaps I'm going to recommend one of the most historically inaccurate movies I can recommend, but a very uh, fun one called uh, The Return of Frank James, which is the sequel to the movie Jesse James. Jesse James came out in the late 30s. Return of Frank James is from 1940, but it's in color, so don't worry. It looks it's Fritz Lang's first color movie, and I think his first western as a director. And Henry Fonda returns as Frank James to get revenge on the men who killed his brother Jesse James in the first movie. Don't have to watch the first movie. I like this one more than the first movie. Just skip Jesse James and go straight to the return of Frank James, which is this great, fast-moving western that is totally inaccurate and also has a courtroom scene where every character gets up and talks about how great the South was in the Civil War, and it is ridiculously <laughs> incorrect. Everything this – they're like uh, – and but they're so, the characters are so goofy that you got, that it's okay even for someone like me whose heart still burns with the Union cause. Uh, so, I think he's saying that we're racists. Yeah, basically. I thought he was the racist one. No, no, I'm the non-racist. Dan's the racist. Uh, I get me. And the homophobe. <laughs> Why are all the negative uh, and he stereotypes? Hooks, he has you're, hooks for hands. You're also oh, wow. the leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're the horrible leader. <laughs> but uh, uh, Henry Fonda in The Return of Frank James, it's really good. So, so I don't need to see the first one. Don't go see so Jesse like, James. Uh, like the Matrix movies like that. Mm-hmm. So wait, do uh, I, guess I so? do I need to see it's like the Rambo movies? <laughs> do I need to see Jesse James meets a Brooklyn Gorilla before this? That's you're thinking of Bella Lugosi oh, meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. Jesse James versus Frankenstein's daughter. Jesse G- James meets Frankenstein's okay. daughter. You don't need to watch it though. Okay. Or Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Okay. <laughs> don't need to watch that either. In fact, never watch those because they're really boring. <laughs> but Robot Monster though, that's also good. boring. That's a good one. Don't watch that. Don't watch Bela Lugosi meets <laughs> Don't watch Reptacillus. Don't watch the what about Snake Men. Don't about- actually watch Rat Finka Boo Boo because it's crazy. Okay. And it has that Rat Finka Boo Boo is is the low budget movie whose title was created by a typo and <laughs> and, and has a long scene where someone is following a sexy woman while she's walking and you just keep seeing shots of her ass walking away from you and you start – it goes from, that's a hot woman. I like watching this too. I feel really weird watching this. <laughs> like I feel like a creep. All right. So Elliot's recommendation was The Incredibly Strange Creatures no, Stop Living. No, that's not even the right Ray Dennis Steckler movie to watch. My recommendation is The Return of Frank James. Okay. So, guys, we've had a good time despite watching Prince of Persia's Sands of Time. You know what? Because friendship can bring us through any et cetera. That's the moral. Yeah. Even when friends are mean to each other, say hurtful things. We can apologize and make up because there's a, a friendship and a love there. Yeah. 
Gonna, we're going to sing a song of friendship after we get off, but uh, right well, now. Well, right now I'll sing the Flophouse ending song if you want. Okay. Had some laughs, had some time, film for all, and then a rhyme. <laughs> Flophouse, 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 tuna. Thanks, everyone. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I, unfortunately, am still Elliot Kalen. Good night. Letting us settle in. Okay. okay. Chill out. Chill out. some apple juice or something? Some rum. Rum DMC. <sighs> it's yeah. good stuff. Keep it going. <laughs> Did I mention you should set hilarity to awesome on this? <laughs> sure.